Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mid Mitten Podcast, a podcast all about gaming. We're here in hour fifth or hour not fifteen. We have fifteen hours and thirty six minutes left, so I think that means we're in hour eight and a half. Uh, eight and a half. Yeah. So we've been going for eight and a half hours in our Extra Life Challenge. If you don't know what Extra Life is, it's a great uh, gaming charity. It gives to children's miracle hospitals around the globe and we actually as of right now we need seven people to give ten dollars a piece and we will have met our goal which is pretty exciting and then our team that we're a part of uh is almost there as well they only need fifty dollars to meet that goal so if we meet ours they meet theirs and the team we're part of as a a bigger scale they uh it's at fifty dollars i think they'll reach eight thousand dollar goal right Mm -hmm. for the hospitals us personally we uh did a goal for our sub team, if you want to call it, for five hundred dollars. So, yep. really excited about that. No matter what, that's a ton of money for the hospital. Um, so that's very exciting. Yeah, and they they appreciate it a ton. It goes to help families and stuff like that. So, yeah, eight eight and a half hours. And we actually just went for a walk. So we've really yeah. been only been doing this for probably seven and a half hours of actual like time. Yeah. Uh, so where where are you at, James? Yeah, let's update some hobby progress. So I have gotten my entire work. Get starting box, uh, get, get start collecting whatever. As you can tell, my brain's a little lax, but hey, it's okay. We've it is uh, <laughs> it is completely assembled, uh, minus one deaf dread arm because I decided uh, for painting purposes I was going to leave it off. But the arm's assembled. I just got to glue it once it's painted. But um, I've started painting some orc boys. I have most of their skin done. I'm going to do some hopeful some highlighting. I'm going to see. I'm just getting some base colors down. Uh, But after I get those skin colors down, I've got one more left. Then I'm going to start working on some of the uh, vests and some stuff like that. But they're coming along. They're assembled, and it feels good to have some paint on them. Um, I'm hoping that once I get all the base colors on, uh, if I've got time, I'm going to go through and try to do some nice highlighting, make them look a little bit sharper. But how about yourself, Joe? Yeah. uh, Well, what weapons did you equip? Mm. So, I uh, I have to fight I you, s- so I kind of want. I'm strategizing sought, right now. I s- sought some strategy from the orc Facebook page, Wog, and um, I uh, I wanted to go with more of a shooter army, so I went boys uh, shoot us, and my uh, knobs they're going to be my more melee front line. So I gave them um, sluggas and chapas. Which is just an axe and yeah, like okay. a handgun. I gave my Def Dread. Uh, I, I don't know the name of them, but basically three saws and then one scorcher, which is like a flamethrower. The saws are just close combat weapons. I think. Yeah, just close. I forget. I think they're buzz saws or something like that. Yeah. Is what they're called. But um, and then two of my knobs. They have a power chopper, which is a two-handed like huge axe. It just looks sweet, so I just had to put it in there. And then the other knobs have a combination shooters and. Big choppas, big yeah, like, big one-handed yeah, axe. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty sweet. So. You got power claw too, right? Uh, yeah, the power claws on my boy's boss, the boss knob or boss. Oh, okay, yeah. So I decided against power claws for the knobs only because I just really like the aesthetic of uh, the big two axes. big uh, power chop or uh, you know the two big axes and then yeah. some little ones. So and you're able to hit a little better. Yeah, and oh. then there's a little squig on there too. I had to put that a little squig so. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh so I've got everything assembled and just before we went on our walk, it's dark out now. Um I uh pr- got everything primed. So everything's primed, everything is assembled. I got a uh, strike team of fire warriors and they're equipped with pulse rifles. 
Now, breacher rifles are a lot, or the breacher guns are a lot better, and the breacher teams are a lot better uh, than the uh, strike teams for the Tau, but I'm an old-school Tau player. This is kind of a restarting my old collection, and I've got to say the uh, pulse rifle is classic, and so I really wanted my initial uh, Fire Warrior team to have uh, pulse rifles. Then I got uh, three gun drones, two marker drones, and three shield drones. I don't know how good any of those are, except I know the marker drones are good. I I don't know if the shield drones are worth it, but I want a little bit of extra protection for uh, my crisis suits. And then my crisis suits are equipped with, uh, I got three of them. Uh, Two of them have dual burst cannons and target locks. So the target lock increases the AP of the burst cannon a little bit. And then, uh, so they're they're good. They'll they'll be pretty fun to shoot with. And then the shas, the shasui. You do and you'll clean it up. What? I said you do and you'll clean it up. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, tower aren't great as for being a shooting army. They hit on fours. So anyway, uh, so for the shasui, I have three fusion blasters, which are uh, the tau version of a melted gun. They're anti vehicle. Nice. So I see that deft right over there, and I have a truck too at home. So. I need a way to take out the and another deft right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I need a way to take out that deft red, and so oh, drop nice. in uh, Shasui and blam, blow them up with my fusion blasters. Yeah. So uh, this episode we are talking about Pathfinder. Yeah. Uh, a tabletop RPG created by Paizo Games. Um, yep. So. Just, I guess, to get started, we'll talk about kind of our story about how we got into Pathfinder, and then uh, we'll kind of go over why you might like it. Also, just some fun stories that we have in general, some memories and stuff, yeah. like that, even recent ones. So, yeah, yeah. so for Pathfinder, I'll start. We've, uh, I mean, I've been playing it for uh, going on five years now, give or take. Uh, I didn't necessarily have steady games back then, but I tried my first game. Uh, my first Pathfinder game I ever played. Uh, was a homebrew, which means that the, the GM or the DM came up with the, the story themselves. Played two whole sessions, um, loved it. You know, it gives you a, basically I equate it to, a, it's like Skyrim, but you're playing um, with more freedom. You know, it's not linked to just a game like Sky's the Limit. You have rules you follow, but uh, you can really just create whatever you want. And that part of it excited me. Um, I loved creating the stories. Uh, I loved creating new characters. So I got into it. A buddy of mine introduced me. After that, there was kind of a lull for a couple of years. I had a lot of trouble at first get like just learning how to create and build a character. I just it hadn't clicked with me yet for whatever reason. I watched a few YouTube videos, but uh, it was right before I uh, came to Michigan, which is about four years ago or so. Maybe it's even longer. I've been playing, but I met a group of uh, people at. A local game store, awesome people. Um, we called ourselves Purple Worm Guild, um, just because we, we had this epic combat with a purple worm. I, I, I guess I'll explain it because it's awesome. So basically, what ended up happening was we were in this mega dungeon, Rapanathuk. Um, buddy Peter ran it. He's awesome GM, but he uh, ran us through it, and we got to this point where we got surrounded by purple worms, and we were not high enough level. We were going to get TPK'd. Well. Um, couple of us went down, but rule of cool, my halfling got swallowed, and uh, I said, hey, can I 
you know, can I try and burst out of this? And uh, I, I can't remember. I think I found an item, like a limited ring of limited wish in its stomach. I found something very epic in it. And uh, basically, I crit or passed. I got a high mm. roll in what he wanted me to, high enough that he allowed me to not only escape from the purple worm, but to kill that one that was attacking us. And it basically allowed us to um, escape and at least kill the one and kind of loot it and stuff. So after that, we just had an epic story, kept going for a long time. Uh, I would have kept playing with those guys had I not moved. But uh, once I moved from there, I um, tried to find a group around here. It took a little while, but I ended up getting hooked up with Pathfinder Society, which is Paizo's organized play. It's basically little small skirmish missions instead of a larger campaign, though sometimes the stories can be linked. But I met some awesome people playing that. Uh, uh, just yeah, to name a met. few, yeah, I met Jeff uh, that we talked about that the first podcast, but I met a uh, good buddy Eric, a good buddy Buddy, uh, Joe. Yeah, buddy. Uh, the list kind of goes on. Um, Brock, uh, Matt. Uh, you know, there's just there's just too many names to name, but all these awesome guys. GMs. You even met Steven Tyler, didn't you? Yeah, lead singer of Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I technically did, but not the lead singer. Oh yeah, that's right. He's he's just a guy we play. He with. plays guitar almost as well, though. He's a really great guy. But um, so yeah, we uh, I've met a lot of good people playing that, and I got to do that for a couple of years. Uh, you know, it would be like a biweekly game, and go to make lots of different characters. But what it kind of lacked was a continuing storyline or continuing character for me. I it satiated my desire to make a bunch of new characters, but you know it it eventually kind of um, died off the game store we played at closed, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, it just kind of affected it a lot. So after that though, Jeff and me and a couple other friends of ours, uh, started playing in homebrews and, um, not homebrew, sorry, home games, which is a, we play adventure paths usually that are pre-written stories. Yeah, um, longer campaigns, one to generally level one to 17. Yeah. So it's a pretty long campaign, but the nice part with them is, uh, a good GM like Jeff is, or, you know, um, even myself, we, tend to edit the story to match what our players need or what the story needs, you know? So we follow it, we keep it to a basic guideline, but you know, if a player wants to do something, we also branch out. Uh, so that way it's fun, but it also allows for those of us, I don't have a ton of time to prep or to make up some big up story, you know? So it's nice to have something already written, has the stats out for you. And um, yeah, so that's my Pathfinder story thus far. I, I wish uh, I could play some more society here and there. Unfortunately, our area, it's really died down. It's moved a little bit. And with COVID, definitely doesn't help. But, no, it doesn't. Well, um, there's... Roll20 has been a great asset. Yeah, our LT sure. uh, uh, or Venture Captain, whatever he is, right. Eric's been putting on uh, Pathfinder yeah. uh, 2E oh, games. Oh, buddy, too. Yeah, they've been doing uh, a great job running games for sure. Online, so... I, uh, unfortunately, usually can't make them because... Uh, the game slot I have for the week's taken now by homebrew ones. So yeah. our home game. So uh, what about yourself, Jeff? Yeah, I showed up at a hobby store actually. And uh, I was playing 40 K at the time. And one day I showed up with my towel and I was probably 14 years old, maybe 15. And I really wanted to play 40 K, but everybody was playing Dungeons and Dragons instead. And uh, one of them had the leadership feat and a fighter cohort. So they had pity on me. And let me play my let me play that fighter. It was a lot of fun. And then I got involved in uh, yeah playing Pathfinder, or really it was D and D three point five at the time. Had a lot of fun with that. Uh, played a lot of games, 
and it was a lot of different campaigns. We had one really long ongoing campaign. I got to actually play a vampire in that. My character got turned into a vampire. So we had a lot of fun with that. And I uh, came up here, got uh, involved in some other things, uh, played 5th edition, which I played quite a bit of 5th edition. I played through um, Temple of Elemental Evil, uh, one of 5th edition's adventures. Uh, but what what was lacking in 5th edition was good customization for the characters. Uh, if you played a fighter, you were one of three fighters. Now, I understand that now they've come up with some more archetypes and things like that for you to take. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, uh, it was just really a pretty narrow thing. Now it was a good system for getting new people involved and I appreciate, appreciate it a lot for what it was, but Pathfinder, uh, I was reintroduced to Pathfinder, which is really what I wanted on a a mission strip. Uh, Mm -hmm. one of the other guys, uh, ran us through a Pathfinder adventure. We all died, but it was a lot of fun to play. We got TPK'd. Yes, I've been nice. TPK'd. Uh, you know, and it's so. Uh, because it's a mission trip. Yeah. So anyway, it was, uh, but it was a good time. Fell in love with Pathfinder immediately and picked up uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne. I bought book one of Curse of the Crimson Throne uh, Adventure Path. Read through it. I couldn't put it down. It was so good. And to this day, uh, Curse is my favorite AP. Now, I haven't run that for you yet. I played through session one Sessions and two zero. like yeah, four times. Yeah. I know the first. Ga- yeah, Gadrian Lamb. I know that really well. But, man, I really like uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne. But right now, I am running us through Shattered Star. Or, as the players have e- affectionately called it, uh, well, we won't. Let's every shattered something else, and everybody has become female. They were male, now they're female. So you can guess what shattered. Well, okay, so we gotta we gotta clarify this. So we didn't become female just randomly, or well, we, by it choice. was random. It wasn't by choice. It was like hijack. So, uh, for instance, um, one of the characters fell into a very unique trap. I won't give you too many spoilers, but the trap resulted in him basically. Um, his old body dying and he ended up having a, a new body that was a female or like, a, yeah. a, it was kind of like a, a elven, almost like an advanced race. It's kind of yep. interesting. So different race, now, but female myself. However, we're going on a little rant here. I had a wonderful monk. He was an innocent man. <laughs> he, uh, he liked his mug. <laughs> he, he was an innkeeper and decided to just see the world and, or tavern keeper rather. And, um, he did a very good job. He was loved by all, uh, hated by none, and accepted many people. But at the end, he decided to do what any adventurer would and search the water for uh, you know, what we were looking for. And as a result, he was swimming around and he failed a will save that he didn't know about. And he was eaten alive by eels. And unfortunately, <laughs> you cannot revive anyone when there's only an ear left at the bottom of the pool. So, yeah, he was eaten. Uh, Yes, but the and then we go back onto old pages in Roll Twenty, and Gunter, his character, is there, and it's like, oh, rip, too soon. That's <laughs> so funny. Not only that, but for some reason, my token stuck around too, so the ghost of Gunter continued to haunt me. But I got stuck playing a ranger named Talanda. Uh, she was a, a female ranger because um, the only way we were in the middle of a dungeon, so the only way for us to get a new character introduced was to introduce this character. 
uh, for me to play because um, she was a prisoner of a yeah, hag. She was a prisoner, and uh, so I got yep. to basically I. I was given the option to play her, and I thought for story purposes, it was the most fluid. And really, it had to be a female because the the only the humans group, yeah. that were down there that she was part of were Grey Maidens. And if you know anything about Pathfinder lore, they're all female. They're really cool, like almost female combat Soldier, group, yeah. paladin, you know, almost like Defender kind of thing. They're really cool. Yeah, but now she's dead. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's kind of why they... Uh, are all female. Well, recently, so they, uh, they're wandering through this, uh, another shattered star is a series of mega dungeons. Um, but it has some really cool story elements that kind of come into it at different part, parts. Yeah. And I, I really, have you enjoyed playing it? I th- yeah. I think it gets enjoyed GM. It stuff. kind of gets a bad rep, I think, or maybe in there, it needs updated. You can go online and, um, <clears throat> tow down. Um, you can go online and, um, Jeff just dropped one guy you can go online and kind of see the ratings and reviews people give the different adventure paths and uh shatter star is usually not up there it's not one of the top rise of the rune lords or curse the crimson throne those are usually up higher curse is Um, totally the best yep but um it it's been really great i've enjoyed it the uh only bummer was losing gunter honestly uh i usually play more arcane classes so he was a monk it was a little bit hard to play him as far as that goes but um <laughs> and then you guys found a ton of like monk specific yeah. items yeah then oh, the game's just like forget you man i also have this really strong urge to play a construct wizard and the game is like you should have played a construct wizard and i'm like why didn't i play a construct wizard because it basically hands you everything that you'd need but that being said um i've really yeah i've really enjoyed it just done a great job he's a good gm um sadly he's one of those almost gms for life though he is playing in a game i'm running right now yeah, but um we have to play again yeah we'll play again Rip. but um yeah so it, it's been it's been really so, good so they're wandering through this mega dungeon and uh, they come across a uh, room with uh, these weird hounds in it. The machine explodes. I mean, it's crazy. They beat these dogs up. They they end they're up not doing, real dogs. No, no, no. They're, they're shadow dogs. They're, okay, we're not out there. They Pete, speak don't call, don't call PETA. Yeah. So they they do that. Great. Okay. And I remember the paladin goes, well, fortune favors the bold, and they walk through the next door. Inside, they see this monk with her mouth sewn shut, weeping over a halfling's body. And uh, the monk immediately, in a rage, attacks them. She's gone insane through a trap earlier. (laughs) A trap that goes off only when when a question is asked. And uh, so the first guy in the party, actually, it's it's the halfling. The halfling you guys find, he comes, he comes walking in. And he sees the tra- he sees this weird blob that's actually an assistant, and he goes, "What the hell is that?" And that triggers the trap, <laughs> and, that, and it's the first room, and that's where the initial party got doomed. That the players are going in to rescue. Anyway, they find this halfling and this monk. She attacks him, whatever, and uh, the halfling kind of sits up and, in a droning kind of buzzing voice, says, "You know, kill them," and. That was when Jacob started going, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Jeff specifically said no spoilers for those who knew what it was. And uh, as that moment came across, I had a sudden realization of what we were fighting. I've encountered one on another game that if it would have. Well, you guys let it go, and then we just 
You guys let it yeah, go. We yeah. didn't even play the encounter. We TPK'd yeah. you and reset to before you let yeah, it go. For those who don't know, TPKs total party, party kill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I knew exactly what it was once he said, "Don't spoil it." Uh, all I said was, "Oh no, though," and uh, that that was spoiler apparently. But um, <laughs> I mean, it showed them how de- dangerous they. What, it, it didn't show them because they I'm still in danger. Died. Um, but anyway, so I will now. I'll narrate it from the player's perspective. So me trying not to spoil it, but also being terrified. Uh, we go into this room, we start fighting this monk and um, everything's going okay. Well then suddenly the halfling explodes a little bit and um, not like a fiery explosion. Like his guts come out and out of him comes these killer hell bees. Yeah. Hell wasp swarm. And, um, yeah, so we're fighting this monk, and then the swarm appears. And uh, our usual person there <clears throat> that uh, would have known what they were, how to defeat them, <laughs> Boss. was uh, predisposed. So his character was not available. And, um, so unfortunately, all of us as characters didn't know what they were. Yeah, everybody failed their knowledge playing test, despite two of and you I actually was, having I it. was the only one that actually... You know, in like out of game, knew who knew what they did were, yeah. but I didn't know a whole lot about them other than I knew they were deadly. Um, so we we started to fight them, and uh, it turned south really fast. Uh, we defeated the monk pretty easily. I actually hit her in one hit. Yeah, I she was something damage, and because uh, a human bane. But um, the swarm, however, the uh, melee guys uh, are uh, awesome. Uh, lady barbarian and our paladin they began and you and me as a ranger we started swinging our weapons i never swung my sword though i only no. did so they started swinging their weapons at it and then uh myself and a few others started throwing some uh, like alchemist fire bombs and stuff stuff that affects swarms because uh, we as players and as characters knew that and they're really good at melee like yeah they take stuff out now, of melee no little problem. did we know here's a little but spoiler for the creature the swarm is immune to weapon damage yeah little did we know so they were doing nothing absolutely nothing so the barbarian says i'm gonna use great cleave and attack each individual bee. And there's thousands. And there's there's thousands. Uh-huh. And that's what he was trying to do. But he kept missing his first And he first successfully attack. killed four bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And um, hey, I gave him a point of damage for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we had a nice GM that way. So, in desperation, my character looked at the only one that could really do damage to them and said, please. The arcane trickster. Please, Shadow. Played by our wonderful friend Chris. Blow the room up. <laughs> we need a fireball. I never asked you to do this, but aim it on me. It's okay. So he does so, and I die. Now you're you were fully expecting to pass your reflex save because yeah, so you I, have evasion. I just recently so. got evasion, which uh, allowed me to not take damage if I pass my reflex save. My <laughs> reflex save, I needed a 18, and I have a plus nine or 10. So I really, on a, a 20-sided dice, I only needed... I had like a 50-50 chance. Or maybe or better, 40, better. yeah, something. Or. 45%. No, sorry, that's wrong. 65%, 70% chance of passing something yeah. like that. So I had a really good chance. Well, guess what? I failed, and I burned to a crisp. <laughs> you got an eight total. It was instant roasted something. chicken. And uh, the other ones that were left, uh, Shadow fought valiantly. So did That's Sorshin. the arcane trickster. He threw two more fireballs at this thing. 
Yep, and so did uh, Sorshin, the Barbarian. Yep. But unfortunately... And Otto the Paladin. Yep, and Otto the Paladin. Otto did great. He healed me a couple times. But uh, he now, healed all of us a couple times. But it unfortunately, his damage did nothing. <laughs> yeah, now the, the issue here was, right, uh, they... The fireballs would have killed them, but they have resist fire 10. And so I subtract 10 from any type of damage that they take. That's and fire related. I did not know that. So, uh, Holanda or Juice, uh, my Ju- character, Juice's yeah. character here throwing alchemist fires could not bypass that fire. That Little fire did damage. I know. That Meanwhile, he has like what, four acid flasks? Yeah, I had acid flask, which would have done great and oh actually gosh. would have ended up resulting in killing him more than likely. But. <laughs> I, I did not know as a player, and I did not know as a character. So I played it just as I would have. Because yeah. in the past, when we encountered swarms, fire was the way to kill them. Oh, the absolutely. Yeah, them. Alchemist Fire so. is usually great. Mm-hmm. So that, that ends up happening. Uh, it's really it's really pretty sad. Uh, they, they throw their Alchemist Fires. They throw three fireballs. The thing is taking damage left and right. And like a fireball does uh, time and a half damage. Uh, and so that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. but they are all killed except for the guy that was, except for the guy who's the player who wasn't here. And we figured out later that if that player had been there and their character had been involved, we, yeah, they, we, they would have been TPK. They I, probably would have survived. Not everyone would have died. It might've been just one or two of us because, well, yeah, we found out she was continues to prep useless spells. So, <laughs> well, use, she would have had, she would have had healing to, dish yeah. out like crazy so i yeah, think you guys would have been okay yeah that's true there well no yeah there was a little bit i think one or two of us still would have died because uh his play style with that character which is very well role played but is very timid in combat but helps and support but likes to sit back and watch it first yeah. so uh and see what happens in the combat but he would have passed that knowledge check so your initial chunks maybe with the you never know with roles but you well know. i think he would have passed he has like a plus 15 yeah his knowledge checks are insane so so yeah so there's that uh it's been an awesome uh, story you know so as far as if you're looking at Pathfinder or looking for an RPG system, uh, Pathfinder First Edition. There's a second edition now. I totally also really fun, easy. It's easy. Edition, it's an yeah. easy second edition. It's an easy introduction. But uh, my my issue with it so far is it really reminds me of Fifth Edition D and D, which they're they're separate games. They're similar. Uh, I do like Pathfinder Two E better yeah. than Fifth Ed, but yeah, they're same uh, realm. I guess you'd say they're all you know tabletop role playing games, but. Um, I still have a favorite as Pathfinder 3.5. It's still my go-to game because, like Jeff said earlier, the customization is just awesome. You're not stuck to a specific thing. Right. Um, and so that's why I really, really love it. Um, well, now you, your character's dead, and you, you've talked about really liking customization. So what are, you, what are you thinking about playing next? And I think this is one of the things that we really like about Pathfinder is – creating characters and building characters. Yeah, so you never want your character to die, but at the same time you like to have a new... We thought about retconning the TPK that happened to right before Otto opened that door, but yeah, we decided... Uh, For story purposes, we decided not to. I think it's more fluid because, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like even with like Lord of the Rings or something, you know, Boromir dies and you see this... It, it just adds this epic dynamic where it's like this tragedy happens, you know? And uh, so I, I personally, with character deaths, unless it's something really stupid, like that shouldn't have happened kind of thing, I, I personally don't mind when they, they kind of die. I, like Gunter, 
he te- he failed his will save. There was no save. Well, you were him. jumping in the you water know? anyway. Well, that I thought that was actually. I was like, don't do it. That was but a role playing choice. I wasn't going to. I you know, as a GM. So yeah, I'm idea. considering. I'm probably going to end up playing a gnome alchemist. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Never played a gnome before. They chuck bombs, right? Yeah, I'm going to build it to chuck bombs, and uh, it's going to be fun time. I'm going to explode things and. Um, now, so yeah, I I think the alchemist is going to be really fun for the group. We also yeah. have somebody going to play a duelist, I think. Um, Otto, our paladin, is coming back to life. He's decided to do that. He had enough uh, prestige points. Yeah, they're part of game mechanics. The characters are part of the Pathfinder Society. They get some game mechanics. He had enough to bring himself back yeah. to life, so he's doing that. Yeah. Now, one of the, you know, we really like Pathfinder. Uh, Pathfinder First Edition. We play a ton of it. Um, really enjoy that. But one of the other games that we really like, and we're not we're not going to dive into this as much. Not on this episode. No. Not on this episode is Bright Sword. Uh, Bright Sword is a fantastic RPG. It's in beta right now. If you want the rules, you can get them for free. They're on uh, the downloads page at dgsgames.com. Uh, we mentioned them in our last yeah. podcast with Freeblades. And so you can go there and download uh, the playtest rules for Bright Sword. It's very different than D and D, Pathfinder, any of that. It's a yeah, very it uses unique a tiered RPG system, just like Freeblades. It's the same. Yep. They're cohesive. I talked about it a little bit in last. And there, there are no levels in this one in Bright yeah. Sword. You get you, AP, and then you use that AP to level your character yeah, up. You kind of buy your skills, and uh, it allows for a lot of customization. There's still a lot of things they're working on, um, but overall the skeleton it has right now is a really great so i'm excited to see what it has in the future yeah you know um yeah so talking a little bit more about pathfinder you might if you are interested in a a tabletop rpg play with your buddies uh 3.5 can have a little bit of a learning curve uh or first edition rather uh to get your character created and stuff but there are tons of resources online tons of resources in game stores for um you know uh, do, do playing games with it. Yeah. A lot of people will start with D&D 5th edition. Uh, the reason why, it's a different company that makes that, Wizards of the Coast, but they, uh, it, it definitely, comparing the two, 5th edition is uh, a lot more new player friendly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's basically kind of like, almost like a chart you go down and you make your character. Uh, my experience with 5th edition, you know, is a little bit less than Pathfinder, but um, fifth edition, I just didn't feel it had the customization for me. It didn't have, um, not only didn't it, it felt like I was, it was stuck. Too linear. Yeah, it was too linear. And then also, now this can depend on your GM and a lot of stuff, but on a base level, I feel as though D and D fifth edition is a little bit, uh, easier, I guess, to play as far as, um, it doesn't seem as epic because, uh, like in Pathfinder, there've been many times where we're fighting a fight and uh, you're, you're going to die or you know something is going to happen like there's there's uh there's highs and lows in fifth edition it seemed very linear with even with the role playing or even the heroes the, are heroes and they're there to yeah, win they it's always kind of boring for the gm for me as a gm it's a little boring i like yeah, weird they, stuff they always to seem to stomp the heroes seem to stomp the monsters out super easily which is great sometimes but sometimes you know you want a challenge you want that epic story you know the Ilya, the lord of the rings where it's like this epic journey and at the end it's like we don't know if we can do this or not but we hope so you yeah. know and that's what you really look for when you play a tabletop rpg it's really just the story you're playing a a story that you've created or written with a bunch of friends it's kind of like writing a book together 
Um, you know, and that's collective story. That's really, really why I enjoy it so much. Just the collective storytelling, you know, having this epic journey of, uh, what this character might think about, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to playing a game like that as far as socially. Um, a lot of people one well, one thing specifically that it's also nicknamed math finder. And the reason why is because there is a lot of math involved. Now it's basic math. It's addition or maybe some multiplication and stuff, but for the most part, um, you know, especially depending on the character you play, there can be a good chunk of math involved. Yeah. But I really like the social aspect of it. You get to hang out with friends. Uh, it's not like a video game where I'm playing by myself and just talking to someone or even just by myself. I Before COVID especially, you get to actually sit down and talk to people um, and experience a story together. Even now, it's fun to kind of be able to control the story together as we play in Roll20, you know. Um, yeah, it's a really fun game. I like the customization and then... Uh, you know, I also the they have a plethora of adventure paths out for it, mm-hmm. um, and so those are those are pre-written stories, and they're for the most part pretty good. Um, we've played through three books of Giant Slayer. We're almost done with Rise of the Rune Lords. Right. I've played through Curse of the Crimson Throne. We're doing Shattered Star right now. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is over the course of a lot of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like an five AP years take, here and there. Yeah. Um, if you play an AP, if you're doing it bi-weekly, weekly, it can take a couple years to yeah, play. Yeah, it's like on one to three hours. years to play through. And, you know, as path. as a family guy that I am, um, I do appreciate playing on the computer Roll20 with it because um, we do usually like two-hour sessions after the kids' bedtime, and that's doable for me. You know, sometimes it's longer, but that's the nice part that might appeal to you about this. You know, um, you get to hang out with a couple buddies for a little while, and uh, you're not feeling like you're cutting a whole lot into family time if you plan it right. Um, and that that's nice. It's a nice feeling to be able to. I help with bedtime all the time. I take a break. You know, I'm able to kind of do that kind of stuff. And you know, occasionally we'll play in person too. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's but awesome. I'll, I'll just throw out. Uh, I I you know I mentioned Bright Sword and uh, I. GMing that right now. I'm GMing a game for that on on uh, Wednesday nights, and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of customization, just like Pathfinder is concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a Pathfinder episode, but I do need to. I just really want to plug Brightsword because uh, DGS has done a great job putting on World Anvil all the their little can they're called campaigns on there, but they're little adventures that you can go through, and uh, those are a ton of fun too. And so. You need to subscribe to them as a patron to get full access to those. Uh, as if, a you GM, pa- if you want to yeah. GM, but, it gives you all the tools you need. Almost, I mean, uh, maps, all that. Yeah, it's else. it's fantastic. So you get the APs and stuff, and so yeah. we love Pathfinder. We still play Pathfinder. We play a lot of it, and right. then we're I'm beta testing uh, Freeblades. Yeah, and so and you can check out our Discord, Jeff, uh, or the Freeblades Discord. Or bright, yep. uh, to check out Jeff's uh, Brightsword Gaming, post a link on there, and it's usually open to anyone. So, yeah, know. or check out DGS Games uh, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and they have uh, our Tomb of Akshad campaign on right. there, which is pretty fun to play through. And then uh, I also have a How to Build a Character right. in Brightsword, and it's a little there. bit longer just because uh, it is a unique game system, and yep. right now it is in beta, so the streamlined character building is still working kinks out, but it's pretty simple for the most part. You have points, and you spend them to do stuff, and yeah, that's kind of the base level of it, um, and if you want to be better at it, you spend more on something, you know? Yeah. Um, well, we, we're giving away something 
yeah. in this episode, right? Yeah. So this episode, um, we uh, we've been talking about it, you know the whole challenge. So the first episode we sh- uh, we 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 posted, we were giving away a wandering wizard, and um, all we're asking is you go to our Mid Mitten uh, Gaming Facebook page, you like our page, and then the actual post, the original post on our Mid Mitten Gaming page, we want you to like and share that podcast post. Uh, once you do that, that way we can track who shares it and uh, who likes it. Yep. Once you share that, um, we're we're doing some different giveaways. So the first podcast we did, uh, the I think it was uh, free band, something. I, I the whatever the our one before this was. I forget the name already, but um, we we're giving away a wandering wizard for sharing that. We're going to be doing the drawing this upcoming Friday. Um, and then for this podcast, this episode, we are going to be giving away a single model um, of your choice from no, or from sorry, a faction of your choice. You get one model from a faction of your one choice. model from. So you just say a faction, and then we get to choose the model. Is what it was yep. how it works. But so. the the kicker of that is the reason that we're choosing the model is because I'll be painting it, and so you'll get a model painted by me. Um, for uh, whatever faction you want. Right. And for those of you who don't know, Jeff's a pretty excellent miniature painter. Um, people have commissioned him from all over and uh, he does an excellent job. Also, the reason we are hoping or we are picking it is because uh, we want to support our local game store, Game yep. On. Uh, they're an awesome game store. They have helped with this extra life challenge and, uh, you know, we always put a plug in for them, but they, um, they have free blades models. So if you're in mid Michigan, uh, Mount Pleasant area, uh, they have free blades models. And uh, if you're looking into the game and uh, with that, we are, you know, we love to support them whenever we can. So being able to buy, I bought the wandering wizard from there and we're going to buy and, you know, another model of the faction of your choice. Um, from, yep. Yeah. For so, that, so yeah, just like, and share and, uh, and you'll get entered into win a model from a faction of your choice. You got it. So thanks guys for listening. We really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great night. Yeah. And we'll probably be checking in a little later tonight as well, posting another one. So, yeah. uh, We have right now uh, 14 hours and 59 minutes until. uh, Definitely slowed down, but we're still trucking along. And uh, yeah, well, now I have to start. Challenges to complete the whole box. So, yep. All right. Take it easy.